0: the Hop, the Craft Beer Podcast with Gabriel LaPria and Stephen Humes. I am Stephen Humes. That right over there is Gabriel LaPria.
1: I'm, I'm right here. Hey, how's it going? I'm right over there here. There
0: he is. He's in the room. And this is a craft beer podcast where we make craft beer fun, informative, inclusive, and entertaining each and every week.
1: This week is one of
0: those weeks. Welcome in. Welcome to it. Thank you for finding us.
1: Oh, boy. Me, oh, my. Call a doctor. Booze Brothers Brewing. Triple B as... Guy Fieri would say if it was Triple D on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, but this is way better than that. We got Booze Brothers Brewing. We're very excited. Steven magically found these beers and said, hey, Gabe, I got you, fam, and we are in it now. We've got two awesome beers. We're drinking the same ones, finally, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. So uh, grab a drink, grab some snacks, Grab that treadmill if you're at the gym. Apparently, people like to listen to us when they're at the gym. Hey, I'm all for it.
0: Booze Bros. We have often been referred to as Booze Bros, I would say. Correct the Uh, window. But today, it's about Booze Brothers Brewing out of San Diego area of California. Yeah, one of those breweries that you may not have heard of. I hadn't heard of prior to obtaining these beers, but they look cool. They look interesting, they look exciting, and I am pumped to get into it, so settle in, and as we say every week, if you haven't done so already, please engage with The Hop on the social media. We are at The H.O. Podcast on Instagram, and X, uh, you can, X. You can <laughs> it just sounds our, weird. It's awful, and I'll never get used to it, and I hate it. It's the worst thing ever, and I, I know this has been <laughs> talked about. And I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to, I, I got to stop doing
1: this. The artist formerly known as Twitter.
0: It's like, I just notice people now when they say it, they are trying to not have this attitude anymore. So they're just like, follow on X. And it never comes across genuine. No. You know, we're all still hating it. Anyway, at the HL <sighs> Podcast, Gabe is at gaber 67 I'm at Shakespearest. You can engage with The Hop on Facebook. You can send us an email if you have suggestions or requests, things you want to hear on the show, gmail.com. Tell your friends, tell your family, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. We appreciate it. Also, check us out on the YouTube. We are a video podcast, and you can see us live and in Zoom uh, each and every week (laughs) on YouTube.com. Just search for The Hop of Craft Beer Podcast. Subscribe, click the bell, all the things.
1: We appreciate it. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if we should pick if Twitter should pick another letter. I'm open to many. I think there are ma- many better options. I think we can call, uh, you know, the board of trustees and say, hey, listen, what if we called it Q? I don't know. So first, follow thing that
0: came over on mind. L. You know, it's- <laughs>
1: bro, are you on L, bro? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Elon just has a thing about that letter like I think one of his kids is named that it's a Tesla oh. model he tried oh. to yeah well
1: that makes no
0: No, it doesn't oh. make sense no it does not no no, no
1: not, not that it makes oh, sense but it, like it all ties in together and what's X in Roman numerals is that 10 that is 10 yeah how long has Twitter been alive for like comment and subscribe to give us that answer because <laughs> we're, la- we're too lazy to google it
0: alright let's get into the news <laughs> news. Already off to a magical start. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Highlights. Diageo Diageo, you may be familiar with them. You may not. You probably should be. This isn't really beer news, but uh, it's, it's RTD news. They're rolling out a new line of RTD cocktails. You may already know they have the, um, the one with the bullet. They have a, a Manhattan and an old-fashioned that it's an, a ready to drink. You can buy it in the bottle, ready to go. Well, they're doing one uh, with a couple with Kettle One and one with Tanqueray. So that's kind of cool. They're doing a Cosmopolitan and an Espresso Martini Kettle One RTD thing. And then a Tanqueray Negroni. So
1: the bullet old fashioned I actually have and it's pretty good. Um, It's literally it's very convenient bringing it to a party because you can't just like show up with all the tools necessary to make an old fashioned. (laughs) That would be weird. You would need to rely on who's ever hosting the party to have all the products. But if you just show up with this bad boy, I think you just take the top off and pour and you're good to go.
0: Well, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, Diageo owns a bunch of, you know, the very famous brands that you've heard of. Obviously, like Bullet, like Kettle One, like Tanqueray. So Diageo is a big deal and they are uh, expanding their RTD line. Good for them. Hope it goes well. Uh, Also, a shout out to our friends over at Lawson's Finest Liquids. Uh, I say friends. I don't know that they know who we are, but we sure know them. They love their beer, though. We do love their beer. Great brewery out of Vermont. Also brews a little in Connecticut. You can uh, listen to our Lawson's episode round 31 if that is of interest to you. They have achieved their goal of operating a 100% solar powered brewery. We had talked about this, that they were kind of moving in this direction, certified B Corp, doing a lot of that kind of stuff. But they've, they they've officially announced a couple of weeks ago that they did achieve this goal. They have a bunch of sustainability initiatives and different uh, things that they've incorporated into their brewery to be completely uh, operating as a solar-powered brewery. So That is absolutely
1: wild. The the solar power thing, we've seen a lot of breweries do this. We've seen a lot of them, maybe not 100% power, but there's definitely like a third of our energy comes from the sun, and that's pretty dope. Um, But yeah, this is a huge deal, 100% going to – Take down some uh, costs in the brewery to start with, but environments and whatnot, uh, good for you. We love you, Lawsons. You guys are great. And reducing the
0: environmental impact. They have the largest solar canopy in the state of Vermont. They have a parking structure with covered parking spaces, a bunch of solar modules on top of that. They have electric vehicle charging stations. It goes on and on. We have talked about this before, so I don't want to spend too much time here, but We wanted to give them uh, their props and their due for achieving the goal. It is great to see and something that, you know, a trend that hopefully more breweries can follow.
1: Yay! Yay, Yay, indeed. indeed. All right, our first story is coming out of Chicago in the form of Metropolitan Brewing. Unfortunately, they are filing for Chicago 11 bankruptcy. Is that how you say that? To, chapter eleven.
0: Chapter chapter eleven.
1: I saw yeah. ch. I just ran with Chicago. Chapter eleven are.
0: bankruptcy. I think there's different chapters of bankruptcy, and they're on eleven.
1: Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I think. thought bankruptcy was one universal. You ain't got no money. Anywho,
0: <laughs> I don't know. We could was, be wrong.
1: Yeah, we probably are. <laughs> Uh, They were founded in 2009. They're one of Chicago's oldest breweries. Uh, They're unfortunately now at risk of closing down, although owners Doug and Tracy Hurst have said that they are hopeful that they won't need to close down and that they can resolve their issues this winter. Uh, The article that we found goes on to say they cited, quote, unsustainable debt, a years-long rent dispute. I live in New York. I get it. And tepid retail sales. Uh, So unfortunately, there was a lot going on. I'm sure COVID sure as hell probably didn't help. Uh, The article says that they're owing close to more than $1 million in back rent, among many other things. Why are yeah. in the news and notes? Well, it's news. It's not fun news for everyone, but maybe if we get the word out, y'all can donate a dollar or two and <laughs> keep this brewery afloat. They're one of the oldest ones in Chicago, 2009. Uh, Doug and Tracy Hurst, we are with you. We will not play the funeral music when a brewery closes because y'all haven't closed yet. You are not that you are down. You are not out.
0: Yeah, they're in a whole thing with their landlord that you can read about if you want to. It goes on and on about, you know, the amount of space they thought they were signing for and they ended up signing for and they rent and they wanted to change it and they haven't paid rent in a long time in the breweries. Oh, and then man. They also had to take out loans on equipment and so they got a lot to figure out. But if you are a fan uh, and you're in Chicago, you might want to go pay a, a little visit because you might not have much opportunity to do so, but also... Yeah, we're, we're with you, Doug and Tracy. We'd love to see breweries succeed. We hope you pull it out or an investor turns up or something
1: because um, we hope you can turn it around. Hey, listen, we talked about people showing up paying $83 million in cash. Anything is possible. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Chicago. Great city. But, you know, we're, uh, we're with you guys. So keep yeah. going.
0: And uh, in other news... Coming out of Georgia, uh, Creature Comforts Brewing attempts to formally recognize a union for their employees have failed. We've talked about this. The Creature Comforts employees uh, had formed a union. They called it the Brewers Union Guild or BUG. And basically, this was like back in January. The brewery management was... Given the opportunity to just willingly and voluntarily recognize the union, they did not do it. This led to months of back and forth. The bug appealed to the National Labor Relations Board, submitting a total of four complaints, alleging unfair labor practices, union busting, things like that. The NLRB ruled in August that the employees could take a vote, and that vote happened the vote officially uh, landed at 32 to 21 not to recognize the union. So employees chose not to unionize as a unit. Uh, the Brewers Union Guild is challenging the election, but it's a statement from the employees that they really don't want to be unionized. So um, that's on them. I have read a little bit about it on uh, on on the cesspool that is Reddit um, to just see what's oh. going on. And it just seems like some employees at this union or this brewery felt that the union didn't really have a plan or wasn't really giving them a clear course of action among some other things that they weren't happy about. So it's a, it's about, you know, two thirds, uh, vote against. So it's pretty definitive. A spokesperson for the brewery did say that employees quote voted to affirm the incredible culture and company that we have already built together at creature comforts.
1: So, a little bit, of, little bit of darkness to start today's episode. A little but downer of news and notes today, but, you know... Hey, listen, it's the, it's the week. Uh, we are recording just a tad early, as usual, so it is what it is.
0: But hey, Lawson's got their solar powers going, and Diazio's yeah. pumping out Kettle One cocktails, so there's happy things happening.
1: Sure, let's go with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would love...
1: To propose a toast to something that is near and dear to my heart.
0: Okay, well, let's play some happy music then.
1: (laughs) Why not?
0: Pick up the Uh, vibes.
1: This is specific to our first beer. I'll explain later. This is a poem by Verdant Kuo, and it's called Ramen. (laughs) I carry a white noodle bowl carefully up to my chin. I smile as my nose catches the steam so gray and thin. I set the bowl down gently because it was too hot. I take this time to ponder the noodles I have got. A small <laughs> carrot captain rides his vessel south, but the spoony seas are violent and bring him to my mouth. Legions of green sprouts are armed and at the ready, but their base was built on broth, and therefore, is unsteady. A scallion sergeant paces. He's timid and afraid, and hopelessly fell in love with a mushroom mermaid. The brothy land changes as beef enters the scene into the broccoli scouts. This meat is only mean. Finally, the egg, who knows he's the best, will wander around the edges till he decides to rest. The dinner's duty done. I tilt the ocean east and drain the sea of veggies into the belly of the beast. I take the styrofoam bowl... And poke a hole in its side. The bowl is now found empty. All of my friends have died.
0: Uh. Well, we learned that that music doesn't go anywhere. It's just a loop. It's just a circle. It's a I hamster wheel. That. I that. I, 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 I thought I was gonna like time <laughs> it out, right? Nope. It does. It'll just go and go and go like the Energizer Bunny. Uh, I like when the toasts are like stupid poems with the worst <laughs> rhymes.
1: And they don't make any sense. But after we introduce our first beer, you'll understand. It all makes sense.
0: All right. well, uh, Well, that's enough of the pomp and circumstance. Let's get to it. Andiamo. All right, Booze Brothers Brewing. We are kicking it off with the Gonzo Mania. This is a Japanese lager with yuzu, which is very cool. And full disclosure, uh, Gabe and I both, for whatever reason, keep calling this brewery Gonzo Brewery. That's
1: incorrect. Well, well, Uh, you you keep calling it Gonzo (laughs) Brewery. Therefore, I called it Gonzo Brewery once.
0: We were programming and I was like, let's do Gonzo because, you know, it's it's November 2nd. Dia de los Muertos, by the way. Happy. Yes. Feliz Dios de los Muertos. If you celebrate. We- Try saying that 10 times fast. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I was like, well, Halloween is Gonzo. Let's do Gonzo Brewing. That's wrong. <laughs> he said it. I said
1: it. We're going to see how many times in the episode we can say that without you annoying I the hell out of ourselves.
0: Get it. Well, anyway, uh, this beer is... Is actually called the Gonzo. It's the Gonzo Mania. Can art is dope. Gabe will get to that later. It comes in at 5.0% alcohol by volume. We do not have uh, ratings for Beer Advocate across the board here. Uh, Untapped has it at 3.67. IBUs are at 11. From the brewery. Walking through the heat-struck streets of a summer day, you feel the sun bearing down heavily on your face and the dryness of your parched throat. As you continue walking home, you spy an odd cat blocking the doorway of a nearby tavern. The cat turns towards you, raises its left paw, stares at you blankly, and continues down the road. A lucky omen? You take the hint and step inside to a seat at the bar. On tap, you find Gonzo Mania, a Japanese lager with yuzu, a unique refreshing lager with subtle notes of lemon and mandarin orange. Your eyes light up as you take a drink, for you have found the meaning behind the lucky cat
1: a freaking
0: men can i be honest with you Gabe i i got more than i bargained for reading that i started to read it and i got like most of the way down that paragraph and i was like are we going to talk about the beer or is this just a poem what are we doing here
1: a little bit of both yes and you know it works both ways but i liked um, it in the end now what does the toast have to do with any of this apparently apparently This is a Japanese lager, but it is a collaboration between the brewery and Gonzo Ramen. Yes. A spot that uh, gave a little bit of influence into this beer. Apparently, this is a beer you want to drink with ramen. Steven, I don't know about you. You and I have been to Ivan Ramen's place. I freaking love ramen. I will have ramen every night of the week if I can. I always make some sort of protein with it. I I throw in the scallions, the soft boiled egg. I go for it. I freaking love ramen. So, doing research about this beer, I said yes, please. Let's do it. I'm very pumped. Yeah,
0: I I love ramen, and honestly, it was I was uh, it was when we were living in New York, and we went to Ivan Ramen. It was kind of a revelation because ramen you think of like you know maruchan instant ramen like what we what we all ate in college and well i'm not here to knock that cuz time and place oh yeah uh, i it's the actual art of ramen is a whole different thing entirely and that ivan ramen experience was like a revelation and it's um it's a journey, and you take a dive into that bowl, and it's it's delicious and yeah. full of umami and happiness, and it's a little sinus clearing if you're a fan of the spice like Steven is. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, because, it's uh, literally wild. Like, it's just, they just, I've gone, there's a place near me. They do the whole thing. You can get extra. You make your own bowl. It's, oh, man, I love it so much, and I, I do the thing. This is the last thing I'll say about ramen. I do the thing like on Instagram, where like I'll just search ramen and watch how people make it, Mm. and I'm like, oh, that's different. Let me try that next time. Like, I'm gonna try it with a different sauce, and you know, you don't just put everything in the pot and let it go. You can make the noodles and then do the blah 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 blah. Let's drink beer.
0: Yeah, and it's got yuzu (laughs) in it. It's uh, what the fuck is yuzu, Stephen? Well, I'll tell you. It's a citrus (laughs) fruit that comes from Japan. It's similar to a clementine in the way it looks. And it's, uh, it's a Japanese citrus. And so, um, or, well, actually it starts in China, but it's an Asian citrus. And so this being a Japanese lager, it's probably got some, uh, rice in the malt. They tend to do that, um, kind of rice lager thing. And this would be perfect with a bowl of ramen. I'm mm. excited for it. It's also a, stomin- a a style we don't have very often on the hop, which is why I grabbed at it. Um. Yeah. we like to do stuff like that so that said here it is in the glass it's sunshine it's yeah uh pale yellow golden yellow almost it's on the SRM chart around a three it's clear it's bubbly it poured with a fairly fun. dense foamy cap yeah fun head
1: retention mm-hmm. it's got like a little pillow going yep
0: uh lacing. Not too much, uh, but a little bit is there. It is definitely clear. It's not hazy or cloudy at all. It's definitely just sort of a see through golden lager. It looks like. Uh, I don't want to say like a Bud Light, but I guess <laughs> kind of in that world. I mean, it's a it's a clear. Looking shiny lager. It's nice. There it is. It disappeared. Your glass there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it disappeared. I don't know. It's, it's not green, but it. I guess on camera, it's but, yellow. Um, it, uh, it certainly smells like a lager. It certainly has that kind of oh, yeah. hay vibe to it. But I think because of the yuzu, it gives off a little bit more sweetness and, and it makes it a little bit more fun uh, off the smell right away.
0: Yeah, that is grassy. That is certainly malt forward, but a uh, yeah. lot of grass, a lot of hay. I don't get a whole lot of the citrus or the yuzu immediately on the nose. It's probably more for the taste, but the smell is uh, musky almost. It's um, got this quality of some rice, some cereal, and honey, and sort of like that bready thing, but uh, very earthy, very grassy, like putting your face in a hay bale.
1: Happy Halloween. Happy fall. Happy fall. It's the perfect time to do it, so... I mean, as always, it's not really going to do too much just sitting in the glass. So, I mean, might as well just drink it, right? So, wheels up. Here we go. Yuzu. It's got some good carbonation. It's not too much. It's very, it, It's got like a real sweet note to it. Um, obviously, that has to do with the Yuzu uh, coming forward, but... It's got this like orangey aftertaste. It's got a, it's got a nice, like, I would say like clementine finish as it goes down. It's, it's a little dry, but it's a good dry. It, it makes for a very light beer. This would go well with a meal. This would go perfect with ramen. They were right. Holy crap.
0: Yeah, I would say that uh, drinking this beer is interesting because it starts with the traditional malty sort of um, like the lagerish maltiness. The earthy hay hits you right up front. You get that kind of cereal. Then you get that little sweetness, the malty sweetness, the honey, the or like agave, something in that nature, uh, a little bit of corn, a little bit of bread and the fruitiness is definitely there. It's on the back end uh, and it hits you with this like very subtle back of the palate hit of citrusness, which I agree with you. It's 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 pithy and it's almost um, Clementine is the closest thing that I know how to relate it to. It's definitely or maybe grapefruit It's definitely a darker citrus. It's not tropical. Um, it's not that kind of sweet. It's uh, but it's got a little vis- acidity in the back end. Uh, mouthfeel, it's well carbonated. It drinks light. Um, and it's pretty clean on the back end. It's 5% ABV, very easy to drink. It's in that so sense. delicious. I love this. It, it says, it's just like, it has that deliciousness of an easy drinking lager with a slight, like, ooh, like a slight little kiss of the, uses. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh, something new floating in the back what's this what, yeah. D- what D- are you? yeah yeah
1: it's it's got like that little extra oomph to it so it's not like just a boring lager. oh yeah it's you know they they slapped a cat on it and call it a day No, this cat came to party and it's it's really good <laughs> I, I really like this that this brewery is known for kind of mixing up their styles um, in a way so this was a this was a great way to start.
0: And this would go great with a bowl of ramen, especially if it's spicy, like this is just going to accent without distracting. Yeah. It's going to bring, you know, just enough to the party, but it's not going to be the star of the show if you don't want it to be.
1: All yeah, right. But if, it's, it's subtle you know. enough that it's not too much. It's it's I feel like it's like just enough.
0: Yeah, it's got some florality to it, a little bit of lavender, and then that citrus, again, the, the clementine, maybe a little lemon, wow. like there's a, a lemon quality to it. Um, there's there's definitely layers here if you want to sit and dissect it the way we are right now. But if you want just just an easy drinker, you don't have to think about, this can also be that. It's not too intense in any way, shape, or form.
1: I feel classy. Thoughts?
0: well this cat on the can sure as hell is classy or maybe he's got riz I don't know he's got something uh but he is uh rocking some like some shades but they're like those like um almost like doc Brown back to the future like, yeah, visory like Futuristic
1: shades. ones yeah
0: he's got what appears to be like a jingle bell around his neck or something he's raising his hand his little paw I he's- like him
1: He's doing the, the cat thing where you see the, like, the paws just moving. They're, like, in the store. It's like that little statue. Uh, sure. They Sure. You get, like, you go into, like, <laughs> like, like if you went into a ramen place, there's, like, a little cat statue, and the, the one arm is just moving.
0: Oh, is that a thing? Okay. You know I what I'm talking know. about. I didn't know that. That little so. statue guy. Okay. You would know I'm it gonna, if you saw it. I'm gonna take your word for this, and we're gonna move on. <laughs> um... Booze Brothers, Booze Brothers Brewing was started by, and this is going to shock everyone, a pair of brothers. (gasps) David and Donnie Firth started the company in 2008. Age old story. They were in a garage. They had a hobby. It became an obsession. And in uh, 2008, they officially formed their company. They are in the San Diego area. So a little bit north of San Diego, closer to Oceanside. They have Three locations now: one in Vista, one in Oceanside, and one in somewhere else that is like a Fall something. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but Fallbrook, the city. California. Is that what it is, Fallbrook?
1: At the middle just in making... Fallbrook. That's what. It yep, says. that's what it
0: is. <laughs> um, so yeah they they are uh, expanding. Quite a bit, have been expanding quite a bit since then. Uh, the newest location was opened in 2020, but as you can imagine, that increases our capacity to can, and that's why we're able to get these uh, brews up here now. But they have a lot of different locations. They also have a pizza shop. They're doing a lot, and the locations are dope. The one I'm at, if you're on YouTube, behind me here, this is the main tap room, the OG tap room in Vista. Gabe is at which one, Gabe? Where are you? You're on a rooftop somewhere. I'm on a
1: rooftop, so dealer's choice, because I'm not sure which location it is, but it it's is like a very fancy uh, rooftop. I be- I might be at the Vistonian. I'm not sure, um, but it's a lot of fun, and I think it's only fate that made us do this brewery with what I have going on in my life, because... I can get married at this brewery if I want to. Is that on the table? It's not. Not on the table.
0: Has that been discussed? I don't want to
1: make your... We're dropping this episode soon, so it's about to get discussed.
0: I don't want to make your wedding planning a public event, but... That would be awesome. And Honestly, would save me a point, lot of money on travel. Yeah, uh, it
1: would help you out. It would, it yeah. would save me a lot of <laughs> uh just details I wouldn't have to plan because it would just be all here. But yeah, they basically, it, it's called the Woodshed. It's in Vista. And they basically convert their brewery into a wedding space. And they set up the chairs and they do the whole spiel. They do everything. And here's the thing, you think like, oh, that's funny, that's catchy, like, okay, a little kitschy, oh, a wedding for a couple of beer heads, okay, fine. It doesn't look bad, like, it actually looks kind of nice.
0: No, I mean, they have they have event spaces um, at, yeah, I guess it's at their Vistonian location, and then the one at the Woodshed. The Woodshed is like, so the Woodshed is this one in, what did we say it was called, Fallbrook, Fallville, Fall... Fall, Folly,
1: Fallisman, Men. I like that And the woodshed
0: is like, I think they own, uh, like they operate a taproom within what is an event space in and of itself. There's like other vendors inside there, and they are one of them. I think is the deal there. But yeah, these these wedding pics look pretty
1: dope. Right. right? I'm just like saying they, they look really. They good. look great. I'm like, like this couple got a photo. I'm looking at one, and they've got like the barrels behind them, like that's pretty cool you know and and the the walking down the aisle like it's it's very it's got like the wood the the brownish wood like that's kind of a uh, kind of a vibe we're going for we'll be looking at a lot of weddings weddings venues where it's like kind of barn like cuz that's kind of the style these days but like beautiful chandelier some greenery and this couple's drinking a beer good for them if you like are are like die hard like all we drink is beer I honestly
0: the yeah this this brewery is has a really cool vibe to it. They are west coast through and through. So they're um distributed now by Carl Strauss and a few other distribution companies here, so they're able to reach up to like Oregon, but they're they're very west coast and uh they describe themselves as having a focus on innovative classic beers with a portfolio of west coast IPAs, pale ales, lagers, ambers, browns and stouts. Yeah. That that pretty much covers most of it. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> like, uh,
1: that's 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 our show.
0: Yeah. I love when a brewery is like, we focus on ales and lagers. It's like.
1: No shit. That's,
0: yeah. Those are the two options. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the West Coast IPA thing, I I love as well because it's just a brewery that uh, knows who they are and what they are and they aren't trying to be
1: trendy. Uh, But you mentioned it earlier. They do have their own pizza spot called uh, Pizza Bros. It's the food component of the brewery. They use handmade sourdough to create their special Neapolitan pizzas, as well as fresh salads and more. But who cares about that pizza, though? Um, Insane. Fresh sourdough. Listen, I have come to experience what it's like to grow, harvest, I don't know what the word is, your own sourdough, but it is You're quite doing the that. project. I'm not doing it. My my fiancé used to do it. She used, <laughs> used to make her own sourdough, and, like, it was wild. And There's this, like, this machine, and you got to feed. She's like, I got to feed my starter. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? You got to put, like, water and flour. It's wild. Yeah, it's a whole thing. People are really into it. She makes a focaccia bread, and it's, like, the best thing
0: I've ever eaten. It's insane. I, look, I love sourdough. Don't get me wrong. And uh, again, that's a very Californian thing because sourdough right. is very San Francisco. This brewery yep. is San Diego, but it's a very California thing. So um it makes sense. And you know, I love a pair of brothers that serves up a kick-ass brewery and also a pizza shop.
1: And also Which two, my brothers would do that. And also two wedding venues. Like what aren't And they some doing? wedding venues. Also, yeah. please if you, please go to their main website and click on the about section um, because the photo, like, I want to get this tattoo. It's like two guys, one's holding uh, what appears to be some sort of rifle, and the other has a knife, and it's a little scary, but their heads are a beer can and a bottle. It, like, it just looks so cool.
0: It kind of gives me, like, Sleepy Hollow vibes. Yeah. It's like, like these headless figures clutching weapons. It's a little creepy, but also kind of cool. They're also barefoot
1: um, for whatever reason. Anywho.
0: That's why we have Gabe, his attention to detail. Ah, that's what I do. That's what I do. All right. Uh, final thoughts on the on the Yuzu before we oh, move man. on to another brew.
1: Love it. Um, I did already eat dinner, but I wish I had another one so I could make ramen because I would love it. But all, all food aside, it is very good. It's very delicious. It has a lot of strong flavors to it. But it's light enough that it's not going to make you really full. And okay, I'm going to go back to it. With ramen, you know, if you put a lot of stuff in it, you're going to be very full. Like it's a big meal if you're just eating that. So to pair a beer with it, you know, you're not drinking a double IPA with ramen. You're going to like pass out. But with this, it's a perfect component. Um, I love the flavors in it. I'm a very big fan of this beer.
0: Yeah, I think it's... it's a great take on the style with a slight little twist to it, um, but it's it's true to form. It's a style that you don't see as often. Um, just the Japanese lager in general in this country is, I think, underrepresented and underrespected. And so I like that they're brewing it, and it's, it's good, it's balanced, it's easy drinking, it's crisp, it's refreshing, it's all of those things, and the yuzu is... Not overwhelming, not an like, not a, a adjunct that takes over or anything like that. It's just a little accent that just uh, adds something. And I think it's um, very good.
1: What did you say earlier? It's a, little,
0: it's a little, woo. it's a little, Little yeah, it's a little kiss
1: just floating what's, around. What's cool is like Japanese lagers, like even if it's not Yuzu, they can you can kind of not do a lot with it, but. There, there's quite a. You have options, you know. There's the rice lager. There's the yuzu. There's the, you know. They they throw in like I, I think we've seen some where it's like they'll have like a specific berry be the star of the show. You know, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, that said, we are going to move on now. I, if I'm honest with you, I'm being very careful about opening this beer. So you you go ahead and talk because.
1: You may have had some issues opening this beer oh, earlier. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. It was rough. Uh, I and don't know. I can know. tell it's
0: going the same way for me, so I'm going to just be a little a little gentle here because
1: I got yeah, equipment in the room. Please do. I don't know what happened, but it didn't just like, oh, it's foaming and it overflowed a little bit. This thing literally fucking exploded on me. My sock has never been more wet in my life, <laughs> but I saved the beer a little foam came out. We will live. We are drinking the Ramble On IPA. This is a double dry hopped West Coast IPA. Give me a hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we love them West Coasters. It is 7%. IBU's 80. Woo! Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped gave it a 3.7. On the SRM chart, I would say... Maybe between, like, maybe a six, seven. Um, It's got the, like, little bit of orangey color. It it looks more yellow on camera, but in person it's a little more orangey. Not all the way see-through. Kind of, kind of, not cloudy, but it's just, like, tough to see through.
0: Just a slight bit of cloudiness to it. I would give it probably a five or a six as well. It's sort of like a golden yellow color slightly amber but i but definitely the slight cloudiness that's there it is not hazy it's a it's definitely like looks like a west coast ipa it poured with a hell of a lot of foam yeah i mean <laughs> i was just slow to crack that can open cuz when i started to crack it i could just see it starting to foam she's mean yeah, she's, she's mean and she's attacking us and uh she's got a bite to it like this this creature that is on the can, which is basically a set of dentures uh, in a detective uniform or something, chomping it's on. It's like those wind yeah, up teeth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the little toy. Baby um,
0: IBUs. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So we, we talk about IBUs every now and then. I like to reset and make sure everybody's on the same page about what that means. IBUs is the International Bitterness Unit. It's a generally agreed upon more or less scale where we can determine how bitter a beer is. The more IBUs that are in the beer, the more bitter the beer is. If the, And the way I like to look at it is a standard for the IPA is that you want the ABV and the IBUs to be right at about the same number. So if you have a 6% IPA and 60 IBUs, that is a balanced, more traditionally, maybe West Coast IPA. This one is 7% ABV, 80 IBUs. The IBUs are higher than the ABV. That means it's a bitter beer. That means it's a West Coast beer on paper. Uh, which gets me excited, if I'm honest. Is that a good, is that a we, good explanation?
1: No, that was great. Uh, when we see the IBUs match the ABV, we call that a, uh, a bang bang chicken and shrimp. That's, chicken
0: uh, chicken and shrimp. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you would get that joke if you watched Hard knocks on hbo <laughs> you lived Anywho, with us basically yeah um, you lived with us
0: the hops are uh, citra simcoe and belma did we say that already we did uh, not uh, I was uh thank you
1: for saying that um i don't think we've had belma before welcome to the show bell girl uh um, belma
0: welcome in citra and simcoe we
1: we're very used to you <sighs> citra and simcoe sit down <laughs> The brewery says, his rambling mouth moves so quickly you wonder if those are even words he's uttering. Tiny nerves in your face twitch in irritation as you stand there in full assault of his self-absorbed monologue. Oh, wow, this is for us. It could be worse, you suppose. Your attention wanders as you take another long pull of your ramble-on IPA. Warmth spreads throughout your body as the bright tangerine, citrus flavor, and aroma envelops the rest of your consciousness. The rambling man doesn't seem to notice as you un- as your unfocused eyes glaze over and mm, mm, yup, and great, automatically escape from your lips without thought or awareness.
0: So what's your impression of the guy who writes
1: these descriptions on these cans? Is it just like a,
0: let's go, and then he just
1: starts writing what comes to his mind? I think it's one of two things. I think it's that, or he's like, got like a handlebar mustache, drinks beer from like uh, a sipping glass with a pinky out. He's very sophisticated and he thinks he's better than everyone and he very mel- very well might be.
0: He definitely might be.
1: It's kind of uh, cool though. It's like very, it's like wow, this is not just a beer. We're we're reading something specific here.
0: Yeah, it's beer and poetry. I'm excited to get into it. I will tell you uh the head was thick But not long for this world. It has since dissipated into basically nothing. Doesn't seem to be a whole lot of lacing going down the glass. We will report back. I am going to smell this beer and Gabe's drinking out of a Kobe glass. Because California.
1: Kobe. Yeah. And what's funny is I didn't even make the connection. I just grabbed the glass because I was like, I haven't drank it out of this in a while. But California, it makes sense. This smells like a West Coast. I am so excited. smells bitter. smells citrusy. Smells like a party at at 80 IBUs. When's the last time we had a beer? Uh, Well, I guess if you do it right, any 8% beer, you can say that. But I don't remember seeing it in front of me and going, wow, 80, huh?
0: It's a lot. I mean, and it smells like you said. It smells like it. It's the the citrus. So, I mean, when we talk IPAs, we have to talk about. Obviously, we're smelling citrus. What kind of citrus? In this case, it's dank. It's piney. It's uh, it's less tropical. It's less of the mango, pineapple, and it's more grapefruit, grapefruit rind, orange, clementine. It's pithy. It's dark. It is full of that like resinous quality, that dank quality on the nose. It's just very hopple, very floral in a different way from the florality. Of the lager, the lager I mentioned was kind of like lavender. This is more um,
1: a different kind of flower,
0: a hop flower,
1: if you will. It smells it's, dank as hell. This smells like, yeah. whoo, like heads up, you better Uber home.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's not that it smells boozy necessarily, but that that uh, dank hop bite definitely tingles your nose and makes you go, oh, there's something something going on in here. The the malt gets completely buried. Um, it's not what this is about at all.
1: Smells, I guess there's, it smells a little candied in a way, kind of like what a triple would smell like, but just, just yeah. like a hint of it.
0: Yeah. The hop oil and yeah. the kind of sugary quality of that is definitely present. Um, I'm trying to see what else I get out of it. I'm Oh, and then some like, uh, in addition to the citrus, there's some like berry, a little bit of like currant, maybe a little, like red, like dark red berry or blackberry, almost. There's something interesting happening, which I think is coming from probably the Belma hops because it's not something I typically associate with Citra or Simcoe, but I like it.
1: Belma, baby.
0: Belma, baby. To Belma, she deserves it. To you know, Belma. she worked hard good, for this.
1: Good for her.
0: Baby got bite.
1: Baby, (laughs) bite.
0: (laughs) It's uh, it's citrusy. Lots of that that bite on the back end. It's dank. It's hoppy. Some a little bit of grassy quality because it is it is dry hopped and the Simcoe brings that kind of pithy quality to it. It's not out of balance, but it is a really good, really pleasing West Coast IPA style that we say often, I think, gets lost in this modern world of the hazies and the New Englands. If you're somebody that likes the old school IPAs, the ones that made Sierra Nevada famous, you will like this. It's got all of the things you love about drinking a beer with that hop bite really just just really in there. If you're on YouTube, you can take a look at the ramble on can. There are just dentures chomping, and that is what yeah. this beer will do to your soul and your spirit. It is dank, and she's she's I gonna
1: take it. a bite out of you, but it's gonna be so worth it. We promise. It's it's awesome.
0: It's gonna. F- she's gonna take a bite out of you, but it's gonna feel
1: great. Does it, does it make sense to rank these? Or. Not rank, necessarily, but, like, what would you, you know, you're going to get your third beer. What do you grab? I'm grabbing the
0: the IPA, but that's because I'm a basic bitch, and I tend to gravitate towards, like, if it's my third beer, we're not, school's out. You know what I mean? We're not here to think. We're not here, <laughs> we're not taking any AP tests. Give me the bread and butter. We're I, not I, doing I, any
1: taxes. No,
0: it's... It's party time, baby. Give me another IPA. But I, it's not to take away from the gonzo. It's just like the gonzo is going to go in a flight or if I'm having dinner. Yeah. That's, if it's my third beer and dinner is served, maybe I'll be like, you know what? It's vacation. Give me the gonzo. Uh, but <laughs> if, it, if it's my third beer and I'm at the brewery and I'm like with friends and it's like we're moving from like fun social time to like sloppy time, just give me an IPA. Let's keep this party going.
1: Yeah. What about you? <sighs> I want to say IPA, but there's something that keeps bringing me back to that Gonzo. It's it's just so delicious, and the flavors are just so dope. I agree with you, though. I feel like this this uh, Ramblon, this West Coast IPA, this is the beer that like makes me want to say to you, like, "Hey, let's go play beer pong with those randos." And you're like, "Oh, we don't need to do that." And I'm like, "No, yeah, we do." (laughs) Like that confidence just builds from drinking too much. But the the Gonzo makes me want to eat and be sophisticated
0: you know what's so funny is you say that and i was literally telling someone a story like that like the other day about you doing that to me um
1: oh yeah i'm like what's up guys we got next and steven's like we got what i'm like just yeah, we're, yeah, we're fine
0: that used to be my nightmare like we used to. we <laughs> this is we've talked about this on the mics before but when Gabe and i we used to go out i used to be like if anybody challenges us to an uh, to an athletic event the <laughs> answer yes. is no
1: the answer is yes we need to step up and claim our turf Unless it was darts. Darts, you were usually the first one at the board like, nah, let's do this. I'm like, Darts, right. I
0: was fine with. I just, I was I remember, this is not, nobody needs to hear this. Um, but we I, we used to take a basketball out in New York every now and then and go out with the, just, you know, shoot hoops. And I'm not trying to, I don't know how to play basketball. I'm not trying to teach anybody any lessons or get into any fights on the street. I'm just here to throw it at a hole and hope it goes inside. <laughs> That's it. And then inevitably when you have a basketball and you're two dudes, like oh. somebody will come up to you. Hey, do you want to play doubles? And I, I, I <laughs> fun um, times, am I right? I think you knew better than to say yes to that, but uh, that's my nightmare. Uh yeah. Speaking of, um, of owning your turf, is that what you said? You know what owns its turf? This can art owns its turf, oh, and it sure I like does. it. And I'm here for it. And I need to hear the words, the thoughts, the wisdom of the one, the only, the incomparable, the incredible. Robert Thelonious Ross. Can Art and Crafts.
1: Oh boy, I really want to know who designs this can artwork because they did a really good fucking job. Let's start with the Gonzo Mania. We've got, all of the can artwork is very, very similar. We've got this like big, bold, and beautiful cartoon-looking artwork big bright colors we've got a cat and like i said it's that cat that does the thing you go into the shop and it's just the one arm moving steven obviously doesn't know what i'm talking about but the rest of our listeners probably (laughs) will future glasses bell around his neck beer in his hand he looks like he is having a good time he looks like how you should be looking while you're drinking this beer We've got the Ramble on IPA. We've got this little, like, Sherlock Holmes-looking guy, but his face is literally the wind-up chomping teeth. Big, bold, beautiful colors all around. White can on all of them. Like I said, the artwork is very similar. It is very compact. It is quite literally unlike any other beer I've ever seen, and I think we'll have room somewhere in the club if we just move some people over to the side and give them their own seats, I think they'll be in the club. (laughs) We've got another 10 out of 10. This beer artwork is incredible. Can't mistake it. You will never mistake this brewery if the beers are next to other ones. And that is how I feel. That is how Bob Ross feels. Bob Ross ate way too much candy on Halloween because everyone thought he was in costume. So they gave him extra. But he's also a big fan of these beers, the brewery, and Can Arts and Crabs. (laughs)
0: What else is on tap? The core beers contain the two that we are currently drinking, both out of the core lineup, along with an amber. They have a uh, pushing daisies, which is a Czech pilsner. They have one eight hundred tropics. Is that that is a hazy IPA?
1: I love the one eight hundred tropics one. It's literally a toucan man on the phone. It's great.
0: The artwork across the board is awesome. I'm a little disappointed that they have a, a hazy IPA, if I'm honest, because they say they focus on West Coast IPAs, but I'll give it to them because on their website, they describe it as a New England-style IPA. So props to you yeah. for knowing
1: what is the real. terminology.
0: They have a Black Sunshine, which is a stout. And then in the specialty release beers currently, Steady Hand is a... An IPA, just a West Coast IPA. Taking Taking Root Root. is also a West Coast IPA. Okay. Nice. And let's see if we're going for three. No. Earthless
1: Cosmic Ale, a dry hopped blonde.
0: With El Dorado hops. El Dorado! Okay. Woo! Uh, I have to do that every time El Dorado hops come up. And Wait, I, why? I don't even get the reference. You don't even get the reference. Nobody does. Nobody's ever seen The Road to El I just thought, you were, just, Dorado I just thought you were having a, a moment. I don't no, know. It's The Road to El Dorado, the animated classic from, is that even Disney?
1: I don't even know. That's right. I remember you, because like, I, I think we were recording an episode, and I was like, oh, what movie? And you were like, you haven't seen the? How dare you? I know.
0: I've come to find out nobody's seen it. I don't even think it's Disney. Is it like...
1: Steven, be honest with me. Is this a movie you made? <laughs>
0: yeah, I made it. I wish. It's got Kenneth Branagh and Kevin Kline.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm I'm slightly less sarcastic now. Wait a minute. It's called yeah. The Road to El Dorado?
0: The Road to El Dorado with music by Elton John. Heard oh. IMDb, here we come. Let's I see. might
1: take that back. He
0: might have just he might have just narrated it. Um, but it's got music by Hans Zimmer. And John Powell, it's DreamWorks. It's like an OG DreamWorks movie from 2000.
1: Oh, it's my like God. It's like pre-Shrek yes, Ge- DreamWorks. I know this movie. See? I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, it's, these cartoon guys. It's great. I might watch it tonight.
0: Oh, my God. I forgot
1: about this. Also, Aww.
0: for a kid's movie from 2000, weirdly raunchy, if I'm honest. Really? Definitely, definitely some darkness and definitely some... Hanky Pank was had in that movie for sure. And it's like had, a little bit not subtle.
1: They had yeah. to learn sooner or later. Um, I can also confirm Elton John did narrate. And Rosie Perez. Love her. Rosie Perez.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> sorry for the tangents, but you know what? Oh, Actually, great. I'm not sorry. This is what I'm we do. I'm not sorry.
1: No, it's fun.
0: Uh, so they have, they have, you know, beer, style, they have their core beers and then they have beers that that rotate through all the time. Uh, definitely something for everybody except for sour people. They kind of leave you in the lurch, but that's OK. Oops. Um, he said, whoops. We have one more. Potentially depressing thing to talk about before we get out of here. Gabe, oh, Are you ready to it's do been, it?
1: It's been so sad, but funny, but not sad, but sad. But it is what it is. Yes, I'm ready.
0: All right, let's go. Last call. All right.
1: Oh but oh, we're, we're back in Atlanta. <laughs> we are
0: a lot of shit goes down in Atlanta. Um, so this happened a couple weeks ago in uh, towards the end of October, uh, a, a woman named Susan Hodgson. Was away on vacation, and she well, she came home and uh, her house wasn't there anymore. Let's put it that way. Oh my! She her home was accidentally demolished. (laughs) Oh my god! While she was soaking up the sunshine.
1: Oh my god!
0: And it's crazy. It's a crazy story. It's like it. This is not intended. Like this is not a funny situation for her. It's more just like a think piece on our end of like, what would you do? This this yeah. woman, she she was away. You know, she it's a vacant house. They they boarded up. They maintain the house. They do everything. But she was away. I don't, it's actually unclear if she was actually on vacation or if she was just you know if she has another home somewhere she spends time at. And she got a call from her neighbor saying, "Did you hire someone to tear your house down?" And she was like, "No." The neighbor went over there and told them to stop. And the workers apparently told that neighbor to fuck off. At which point they sent a family member over to the property and the family member asked for a work permit. At which point the workers realized. Oh, my. We made a whoopsie rut row. We're at the wrong address.
1: Oh, my God. You and can't they,
0: mess that up. And they gave her an r bad and a happy hi ho. And they hopped off to the correct address where they performed more destruction. She's left with a pile of rocks and
1: shattered memories. What do you do? What would you do? This is crazy. So I've thought about this. I think my first thought would be whatever state I am in that this happened. uh, She's in Atlanta, so I would go to the the people of Georgia, and I would say, "Hey guys, um, just so just want to let you you all know what's happened." Um, I went on vacation. I came home. My house is destroyed by some of your workers. So you let me know. I'll, I'll you take all the time you need, but you let me know when my new house is ready. Um I'm going to go stay in some lodging that uh you will inevitably pay me back for. And uh we're all just going to have a laugh about this when I'm living in my new home that you were going to build for me. Because there's no way in hell that you mother effers Will be getting away with this?
0: Yeah, I. I mean, someone's got. To, presumably, she has. She's got to have insurance or the company or so. Someone's, someone's got to be making this woman whole. I would imagine. I. This can't yeah. possibly. But it's like. I mean, she was interviewed about it, and she said, "I think he owes us an apology, and they need to fix the problem." And I'm like, that's shockingly cavalier because, yeah, apology be- or no apology, you can't really fix the fact that, like, you know, your memories are like. I mean. That's, uh, there's some stuff in the house you can't get back. You know what I mean? Like, my my cutlery, (laughs) some things are forever. And that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, That stuff
1: is gone. My question is like, can you imagine going away? You're like, all right, it's vacation. I've been working hard. I've been saving up for this trip. Just me, myself and I, and I'm going to go. To the beach, I'm gonna go to the, the the Caribbean, and I'm gonna have a great time. And you're lounging, and you're drinking piña coladas, and you're getting uh, you know, those those guys have the big leaves, and they're fanning you down, and they're just <laughs> treating you like the queen you deserve. Are you vacationing
0: to be. in ancient Greece? What is? I that? don't
1: know, but there's just a lot going on, and what? it's all positive. And then you come back, and you're like, ah, oh, what a great relaxing vacation! I'm ready to get back into it, and you're home. Is just gone. Or like,
0: what about being the neighbors and just like hearing a noise outside? You go to the window and you're like, honey, did the Smiths decide to knock it down? Was wood flying in all directions <laughs> like, uh, are even, they, are they even moving? If, even if that was the plan on the books, I'd still be like, I feel like we should have gotten a memo or a notice oh, or something. Yeah. I mean. Hey, just see guys construction are,
1: it's, it's like, you know, when you have a, a, a party and you know you're going to be loud, you go up to the neighbors and you're like, hey, listen, just so you know, it's going to be a lot of people. You have to yeah. give a courtesy like, hey, just so you know, I'm knocking my house down on Tuesday. So just like steer clear of the area.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank God no one was inside the thing. And, um, you know, she hadn't like left a pet behind or anything like that. Oh, God. Um, Can you imagine? I I don't want to. But. Yeah, this is just, again, it's not, we're not trying to make light of the situation. This is devastating and very sad for her, I'm sure, and um, it's mostly just an unbelievable story. This 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 last call is more about, uh, I can't believe this happened, and less about,
1: like, let's make fun of this situation. Yeah, I agree. We, we're, we're laughing and we're having a good time, but yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. It's just like, who who didn't show up to work that day mentally and just was like all right it's house 234 and it's like no it's 235 and they're like oh whatever like jesus yeah
0: i need to know somebody was fired this yeah. is a, this is what you get fired for this is yeah. this is on the list of fireable offenses i would say there's no coming back from this if you mistype that 7 as a 3 on the address form and Knock down somebody's childhood hopes
1: and dreams. Uh, Oh, my God. And it's not just like they were putting in a window. They knocked it down. Yeah,
0: it's like the worst possible thing they could have ever been doing. I mean, if they like mowed the wrong lawn, it wouldn't be a big deal. Also, thank you. Um, But (laughs) yeah, that's uh, we hope that gets that gets sorted out. That's what we found this week. What was her name?
1: Susan. Susan. Susan, baby girl, listen, we're here with you. We will pray for you. And we raise they, a
0: glass to you.
1: Yeah, like I said, you're not at fault. Someone's at fault. So whether it's the construction company or the state, somebody's gonna hook you up with a new home. They have to.
0: Uh yeah. Or else
1: um or else there will be hell to pay. Georgia. All all the weird shit's been happening in Georgia.
0: It all happens in Georgia. Anywho, we got to get the F out of here. Booze Brothers Brewing, if you're in California or some parts of Oregon, get your hands on their can. Otherwise, you know what? Hot down to San Diego. I've been there. I go there a lot. Great place to visit. Can't recommend it enough. Lots of good breweries there. Plenty of them have been on our show. remember when the Chargers used to
1: play there and we were really bad and now we play in Los Angeles and we're still really bad still really bad yay I wasn't going to bring that up
0: but hey someone has to I'm right there with you my team is also really bad All right, let's let's put a stop to this now get out of here we'll be back in two weeks uh, gearing up for Thanksgiving till then uh, you know take care of each other
1: cheers all